A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Mayor of Miami wants Miami to be the crypto capital of the world. Grayscale on a buying spree, and we have the CEO of BitFarms coming to talk about Bitcoin mining. That's today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, January 14th, 2021. I want to clarify something that I said yesterday, and it was about Max Kaiser. Now, I was going on this whole thing about bottom feeders coming out of the woodworks now that Bitcoin's price is going up, like Lindsay Lohan taking money to shill Bitcoin. And you're going to see other people on Twitter. You're going to see people on Instagram. You're going to see uh, people making courses and, and putting things behind paywalls. Ty Lopez is bound to come out of the woodworks sooner or later, making another Bitcoin course. <laughs> you're going to see a lot of people come out and try to extract as much money from you as possible. I really want to emphasize that there's so much free knowledge out there made by leaders of the industry. Jameson Lott being one of them. Taylor Monahan of My Crypto. Andreas Antonopoulos. Now, if you're going to buy anything, buy his books. Plan B puts out a tweet or two every day about the price and his stock-to-flow model. What I was trying to say is that you're going to see a lot of people trying to just extract as much money as possible <laughs> or scam you or shill Bitcoin during this time. Max Kaiser for years has been a loyal friend to Bitcoin. However, I don't know why he just doesn't say, this is how I came up with the $220,000 price target. He said, oh, it's proprietary. It's behind a paywall. <laughs> Makes me go, Max, why are you doing this? We're on the same team. Max has been an ally. There's nothing against Max. However, I do have something against all the people who've been out of the game. Now we're going to make a course. Take money to shill. Take money to say some stupid prices. Take money to say some, I don't know, random shit coin and try to promote it because of their star power and they're going to get paid $100,000 to do so. I get it, but I'm just saying, be careful. Just be careful out there. Now let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $39,950.35, up 15.3% from yesterday. Bitcoin also touched the $40,000 mark. Oh, by the way, didn't you hear last week that Bitcoin was over and it's going to zero? Well, not quite yet, says Bitcoin. Ethereum, 12.21.31, up 13.5% from yesterday. Litecoin, 153.09, up 10.5%. Chainlink, 16.35, up 7.9%. And XRP, down 1.2% to 29.7 cents. We have come up past the $1 trillion mark again at $1.067 trillion market cap for all of cryptocurrency, up 13.2%, with a BTC dominance of 69.3%. Top 10 coins are the same as yesterday, with Bitcoin at number 1 and Chainlink at number 10. In our main conversation today, I talked to Emiliano Groski, the CEO of BitFarms, and we dig deep into mining. Get it? Dig deep into mining? Ah, got it. Okay. So one of the major questions I really wanted to ask Emiliano was the effects of Jihan Wu leaving Bitmain. And I also wanted to know about the security of the Bitcoin network when 70% of the mining hash rate and the mining power is in China. Does it even matter? Well, I wasn't too sure, but we talk about that coming up right now. 
Thank you very much. Good morning. Look, BitFarms is making big gains. They have a big market share of the Bitcoin mining. And mining right now is, well, it's very profitable. It's very important. And I want to go through a couple of things with you today. I want to talk about Jihan Wu and Bitmain. I want to talk about your mining network. And I also want to talk about the China threat. And I'm going to start with your mining network. Tell us what you do and tell us about how that relates to making the Bitcoin network more secure. Well, it's a very good question. I believe that, you know, we saw overall, you know, the, the difficulty, you know, the amount of hash rate that the miners bring to the network. And it's awesome the way that the, the hash rate is growing. Uh, in other way, you know, the, the hash rate, it's directly attached of our revenue. That's much, uh, you know, hash rate comes to the network. The network will be more secure, more stable, more re reliable. And in the same way, you know, we need to distribute with more people, you know, the reward. But in other way, we saw how react the price. That it's a very, very good sign that more people, you know, come into to the environment and understand pretty well what happened with with the BTC, you know, and the US dollar and all the stuff that it's happening around the world, especially with the COVID, you know, and the accelerator acceleration of the, you know, the implementation and regulation and the ramp on of the fiat money for convert to crypto and the way that the people starting to understand which way the economy, you know, will run. Telling that, I believe that with this amount of profitability, we will see a huge improvement of hash rate network. That means it's super, super sane for our space and environment. Wonderful. I have a couple of questions about uh, BitFarms in general. Uh, first of all, what is your market share? Our market share is close to around, I believe, that 300 million Canadian. All right. And by, the, and, by, and by the way, we are undervaluated, you know, six, seven times than our competitors in NASDAQ. That means we run close to 1% of the VTC network and our okay. peers that market capital value is around 1.2, $1.5 billion. They for sure have a great plans, you know, an announcement about his growing the next year, but they need, they need to, you know, to build his facilities and plug the miners. Mm -hmm. But right now they have half of the hazard that we have. That means the revenue stream is the half. How is this set up? And, and I just want to get this as general. How is BitFarm set up in the terms of a big mining company? Is it investors give you money um, as like more of a shareholders? You build the, the mining farms, you pay dividends out uh, and, you, and people own part of the company. Is it a cloud mining share? How, how is that set up? Perfect. It's a very good question. Uh, we take a decision, you know, early 2017. You know, I remember this uh, moment, special moment, because everybody tried to make an ICO in this moment for raise money for his project. True. We saw what happened, you know, the same that Internet did in, you know, 2000, in 2020 years ago, and 95% of this project, you know, failed. And we saw the same, you know, and in this moment, we think that the right path for develop our company in terms of structure was made our company public. That means we need to suffer a lot of pressure and we need to teach to the regulator and the auditors, you know, in this moment, Ernst and Young. Now we are the only miners in North America that are audited with PwC, one of the big four. That's it's a huge thing for the institutional investor that we take the decision for go public because we believe deeply that, you know, the BTC is not anarchy, you know, way for develop the economy. 
that we need to include, you know, the VTC and the range for everybody. That means is it the, the mainstream, that we are proud of this decision. For example, we made the last week the first private private placement with North American institutional investor for 20 million CAD. Uh, this is a huge thing, thing that means we raise money via equity in the market. We have more than five, between five and 7,000 shareholders in, in, the, in the world. This is the last meeting that I have, maybe now the double or triple, but we saw, because we saw, you know, our ticker OTC in United States, you know, improve 30 times the volume. That means, you know, the people are low right now uh, in a regulated and safety mode. Invest in our company, you know, and when we made, you know, equity raising, we raised money and we deploy, you know, in our company that our company is vertically integrated. That means we have a subsidiary. That means Volta, it's, a energy, it's a, an electrical installment, high volt voltage. Uh, that means we design, we build, you know, we, without third party, we have the maintenance, we have RMA for repair the machines and keep the hash rate high. We have a, a software factory for develop our software for, you know, manage more than 30, 40,000 amount of miners, you know, and, and test them, you know, every three seconds and understand with our tech on-site management what happened with the miners, you know, and we are, you know, all integrated. So what are you using? Just like just ant miners or do you have your own miners? Because that's going to lead into my next question is, well, if you are like using ant miners, I don't even know what the the professional or public or if I have, you know, millions, millions of dollars to invest in a um Bitcoin mining farm, what I would even use. But if you are using ant miners, I want to just, uh, just you know, parlay that into Bitmain, the the removal or leaving of Jihan Wu, also the network, the Bitcoin network in general. A lot of the hash rate, a lot of the hash power is coming from. China and and honestly that is concerning from a lot for a lot of people because the Chinese government can you know has a lot of power to you know stop independent businesses and shut things down and cut power or just basically uh, take people into custody in air quotes um, uh, for an indefinite amount of time and halt operations until they are satisfied with the direction of the operation. Um, first, I guess my question is is what equipment are you using? And two, does that equipment parlay into um, a threat that is posed by the majority of the hash rate coming out of China? And what do we do about it? Great. We started the company in 2000. We, 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 I started mine, mining in 2016 uh, with S7, you know, and miners. And we saw, mm -hmm. you know, how Bitman grow with the S9 that was, you know, one of the most re, re, reliable, you know, miners in the history. That means... The industrial and the professional history of mining, you know, comes with Hihan Hans and his company from 2016. And we saw, you know, how the industry developed and made more professional year by year. I remember, you know, 2016, 2016, mid-18, mid you know, Bitcoin has, you know, maybe 70 80% of the market share. I remember, you know, the first time that I meet with Shihan, you know, in the in, in the deeper Shenzhen, you know, near his uh, factory there, we, we had a very interesting dinner, you know, in a nice restaurant. And we chat each other, you know, for two hours with my uh, co-founder of Bitfarms. I believe that, you know, the competition right now, it's more fair because we saw, you know, how other companies develop huge uh, amount of miners year by year, like what's miner? 
This is the miners that we use right now. It's a very good machine, super reliable, you know. And we saw, you know, what happened with the history, with uh, the Hihan, you know, uh, history with Bitcoin Cash, you know, and different politics. The first time that I saw Hihan, is a kind, kind guy, shiny, you know, super intellectual, calm. Was awesome. It's really, really awesome, you know. I heard his history and how he, you know, uh, attached with BTC when he need to translate from for from English to Chinese, you know, the white paper and the the history is awesome. It's very it's very similar than our history in the way that we find BTC. But I believe that BTC comes, you know, for the mainstream. I believe that more companies and professional companies of hardware, you know, and computing and semiconductor and wherever, you know, will develop more infrastructure in terms of hardware. It's fair, you know, we need to see too much, you know, competitors in the space for professionalize, you know, our, our industry. In the same way that we saw a lot of, you know, companies and institutional investors right now investing tons of money for develop the network. As you know, in the 80 or 70, you know, the, 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 the market capital, you know, push huge amount of money for develop, you know, the, the banking system. I guess my question is, is China a threat to the to the network? That's my real question. Is mining and having the majority of the hash rate in China a threat to the network? And how is BitFarms navigating to pull some of that out of China if it is a threat? It's a huge uh, subject. I saw, you know, the last year how the Chinese miners like to get out China, okay? Because it's a very interesting situation because they don't have the possibility for send money outside, you know, the the, the, the frontier is closed, you know, in economic terms, uh, in monetary ter- terms. And it's very crazy because they develop, you know, more than maybe in 2016, 2017, 80, 85% of the hash was there and they allowed to buy you know, miners and pay the, the, the OPEX electricity, you know, and the labor with, with his currency and produce BTC and send the BTC, you know, uh, directly to his families, you know, in the United States and they liquidate, you know, the BTC to US dollar. That it's a huge contradiction, right? And I believe that they have every day more pressure because BTC is more mainstream and the politics, you know, understood pretty well what happened with this new asset class. And they are running, you know, out of China. And we saw Chinese everywhere try to take position, you know, and try to negotiate huge contract of energy, but it's not easy. And in other way, you know, we saw three months ago or two, two months and a half, then the hash rate you now was 160, 165 hectahash. And right now, for example, I see in my screen, the hash rate is 138, you know, this when we saw the price, you know, with this spike, that's never imagined that happened in this part of the year. But it's crazy, you know, it's part of the travel that they have in China, and they need to realize that they can produce miners, but they need to mine outside. And we saw the different jurisdiction, you know, like South America, uh, you know, Kazakhstan, Russia, different places that they can reach, you know, uh, lower rate of electricity and, you know, allow to develop, but takes that time, you know, it's very difficult to manage high, uh, high voltage, huge amount of megawatt, you know, takes time, maybe between six and one year, you know, for build a huge facility in terms of 50 
I don't know, 50, 100 megawatts. Emiliano Groski, CEO of BitFarms, thank you very much for coming on the show and helping us understand about mining and the China mining hash rate. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. And another news, and I know this was a long one today, so I'm going to get straight into it. Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has added another 2,172 Bitcoin to its reserves, or roughly $82.5 million. They did that all in just one day. This amounts to nearly two and a half days worth of Bitcoin mining. So what we're trying to say is that it takes two and a half days to mine the amount of Bitcoin that Grayscale just bought in one day. Grayscale now has over $26 billion in crypto under its management. Gemini Trust is a US-based cryptocurrency exchange and custodian, and it announced that it will launch a crypto rewards card later this year. BlockFi is set to release its own Bitcoin rewards card as well in the next few months. This next story is a heartbreaker, like little heartbreaker. I was texting with this guy on Twitter and we were just going back and forth. Hopefully he comes on the show to talk to us about it. If he doesn't, I get it. It's his story to tell. We wrote it up though. I'm going to tell you the basics of what's going on. This guy threw away a hard drive with keys to 7,500 Bitcoin. How much is 7,500 Bitcoin? $286 million at today's price. Now, this guy, James Howells, he's from Newport, Wales. And so he realized this mistake and he went to the government or whoever the regulatory body is or the authority is saying, hey, I want to go into this landfill and dig up this landfill and try to find this. And if I do and you let me, I'll give you one quarter of everything I have, which would be around $72 million. They said no. Their biggest thing was, yeah, if we allow you to do this and you don't have anything in that hard drive, well, then we both lose out and we want our money if we allow you to dig it up. <laughs> it's heartbreaking because the government is literally telling this guy they will not allow him to find his millions of dollars. That is just unbelievable. I hope everything works out. If it was me, I'd probably be there dressed in all black at midnight trying to dig up in little spots trying to hopefully get lucky. I have no clue what this guy would be doing, but this is a heartbreaking story and everything that we or anybody can do to help this guy petition the government to say, yo, let this guy dig, find his Bitcoin. You should do it. James, if you're listening, let us know how to help. Hackers stole $3.8 billion in cryptocurrency hacks in 2020. A recent Atlas VPN study shows that throughout 2020, hackers stole around $3.78 billion of cryptocurrency in 122 blockchain-related attacks. However, the number of blockchain-linked hacks actually dropped for the first time in five years. The amount of money stolen is significant, however, it can be contested since the researchers used mid-January 2021's values rather than those at the time of the attacks, meaning that they are using the $40,000 Bitcoin price, not the, say, seven or five or $10,000 Bitcoin price. So that can make the amount of money a lot lower if we're using those prices, but since they're using the $40,000 Bitcoin price and the pump of the entire market, it's making that look really, really hefty. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez released a video interview with cryptocurrency entrepreneurs Cameron and Tyler Rinkovas. The trio discussed Bitcoin regulation and the future of the crypto industry. It's part of Suarez's recent effort to explore crypto innovation in Miami. And finally, Rick and Morty creator is selling NFT artwork on Ethereum. So if you like Rick and Morty and you want NFT art originals from the creator himself, you can buy it NFT'd on the blockchain. And if you want to know more about any of these stories, all the links are in the show notes. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Tomorrow we're going to talk about DeFi. We're going to go all about DeFi. Basically a DeFi 101. So I hope to see you tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling.